Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. I'm your host Rob Davis, joined as ever by Tom Canning. Hello. For a second week in a row, uh, we are not joined by Abby Tyshurst. Unfortunately, Abby, in solidarity with Reading's cancelled game against Arsenal, has contracted COVID. So uh, best wishes, Abby. Hope you feel better soon. But ably stepping into the breach, uh, it is second performance, uh, second performance, I guess, in uh, the last two weeks. Neil Maskell joins us again. Hi, Neil. How are you? Hello, Rob. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on again. It's a performance art, isn't it, this? Exactly, yeah. Second second appearance. I don't know if that's a cap or or a performance, but either way. I like the idea of getting caps. That's good. Absolutely. Uh, Well, we'll uh, be giving a brief rundown of all the... um, all the major talking points in Berkshire football uh, this week. And as we have Neil on, I think what better place to start than a pretty fantastic result on Tuesday night at York Road. Mate Ned taking on the league leaders Chesterfield and coming away with a 3-2 victory. Uh, Neil, you were saying that um, you weren't expecting too much for the next few games of Mate Ned. Has your assessment changed a little bit after Tuesday night? Well, what a good week for me to come on again, Rob. Yes. Uh, brilliant results on Tuesday. Um Listen, I think I should stop expecting the worst from playing these uh, bigger sides. We've got a, an excellent record um, now. Um, in fact, four of our six wins this season have come against top eight sides. Um, we're just uh, a little less good against the sides in and around us at the bottom. But it was a, it was a brilliant win. We started on the front foot, got the early goal from um, uh, Josh Kelly, which was uh, brilliant. Josh is on fire at the moment. I feel like I shouldn't be talking about him too much because uh, <laughs> I'm certainly getting quite a few scout requests in my role uh, with with the club. He scored early on. Um, and then we got a free kick that Dan Sparks uh, smashed into the bottom corner, 2-0 up in Dreamland. Uh, Sparks, unfortunately, went off injured um, after that. And um, then we did what we did against Wrexham earlier in the season, where we were leading uh, one of the big sides 2-0 and got pegged back to 2-2. Bit of an air of doom and gloom, but we should know better because um, that man, Kelly, Johnny on the spot to win it for us with 10 minutes left. It was a brilliant evening, great performance against uh, a really strong side. Who I've heard the interview with their manager afterwards. He was annoyed with their performance, but they've still got some real quality in that team and players they've paid big money for. And, um, well... Brilliant stuff. We've only got uh, the league leaders Halifax now on uh, Saturday, so it gets a bit easier for us. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Bring it uh, on. Knocked, uh, knocked. Uh, Chesterfield were leaders going into the game. Got knocked off top spot by uh, uh, by results of losing to Maidenhead, and Halifax go to top, uh, and uh, potential uh, are coming to York Road as leaders again. And then you've got um, Stockport the week after that. They're in third. Is there any chance of them being on top by the time you oh. play? Them? 
Well, possibly. <laughs> possibly. They're flying. They won 3-0 in midweek. And then if we don't do well at Stockport, we've only got Wrexham away the following Saturday. So, exactly, yeah. This is like, like I keep saying to, to people inside and outside the club, this is why we're in this league, isn't it? You know, I yeah. never thought it five, ten years ago. And now we're playing kind of ex-league clubs and, and clubs that are, you know, putting uh, all their resources into... into uh, into getting back into the EFL. So it's exciting. You know, it, it still feels still feels like a cup uh, tie to me, these games. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit earnest about it, but um, I look forward to all the games. And the, the ones against the ex-league teams are always exciting because we seem to uh, normally, fingers crossed, uh, pull out the stops and, and put something special in. So it's um, exciting times at the moment. Yeah. Oh, go on, Tom. I was just going to say, can I, if Neil, can I, can I ask just about um, scout requests? Because um, I, I used to operate a club's main email account, and you used yeah. to get scout report, scout requests would come in, and they would always, always expect tickets to be yes, aside yes. for them, um, yes, and and they'd be from, um, you know. Uh, off the top of my Crystal Palace or or Brighton, you know, clubs that you wouldn't necessarily, the clubs that were, they were certainly up the pyramid yeah. and, and, and uh, it used to drive me nuts. Just it's six quid, or obviously in Maidenhead's case, it's slightly slightly different, but the, the level they were coming to art to scout for. And I was like, just, like, just pay for the flipping ticket. Why yeah. are you asking for a... For a for a, yeah. a ticket to be put aside, no. If you want to come and scout our player, you're probably going to try and get him on the cheap. So, um, <laughs> yeah. The, the the big thing for us, of course, it always uh, makes me chuckle is we get these very polite requests, as you say, asking for, for tickets and, and car parking. Well, good luck with car parking your <laughs> road. Um, we, we can barely park the match officials, so uh, I end I end up sending a very polite email back with a few suggestions of. Uh, of where to stick your car, but um, yeah. <laughs> this, I, think it's, I, I think it's one of those things that um, you know we have our chief scout who is uh, is Deb's son Lee, and he gets around and about. So I guess if we're asking other clubs for things, uh, then we reciprocate. Last year under lockdown, uh, we actually refused them, um, which which um, clubs generally understood, but they still kept asking. Um, yeah. you know, were, they, were they really essential to the running of the game last year? Not really, but. Um, Part and parcel, I guess. And um, as I say, we've got a few that are performing pretty well at the moment. Perhaps they're watching the opposition anyway for uh, for, for up-and-coming players. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll go no comment on your earlier comment there, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, the second – sorry, Rob, the second question I was just going to say, it felt a very I, – I personally, when I saw the score, it went to all. I thought it was it's very maidenhead to then go on and win oh, yeah. it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up that it was Wrexham because I was felt sure that it had happened at least once before. But yeah. it, was very, it was very maidenhead to get a lead, lose the lead, and then um, and then go on and win it anyway. Whereas lots of clubs would would uh, be up by a couple of goals if they lost that lead, they would then lose the game. Maidenhead don't seem to do that. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, and that says a lot for the character of the team. It's not been pretty at times this season. We've had some beatings. We've had some bad beatings. Um, but th- there is character there. You can't sort of fault the team. If they have an off day, they have an off day. They're, not, they're only, you know, part-time players at the end of the day. But um, we do have a habit of... of it, do you know, also, it's the fitness. The last 15 minutes against the side that is full-time, um, we were pushing for that winner. Um, they had a spell after 2-2, and you thought, oh, crikey. And then the last 10, 15 minutes, it was us pushing for it, and us, you got it. So great testament to them. Keep it up. Long way to go, yeah? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And uh, just to round out, mate, Ned, uh, I think that makes it seven points in your last three games, league yeah. games. Um, yeah. Is there anything you can sort of put your finger on us to say uh, whether, uh, what, why the sort of uptick in um, performances or, or certainly results? And uh, is, is it just down to the fact that it, you're treating them as uh, cup games almost like against these big sides? Or is it is there something that has sort of changed in the approach or the, or the squad in general? I don't like singling out players, especially when I'm sort of obviously close to the club. But we've mm. had, um, you know, everyone uses the, the injuries excuse. It's great we've had Will de Havilland back, who's really experienced at this level. He's played the last three. We've taken those seven points. And also uh, Dan Gaioli, the goalkeeper as well, has come in and done well. So we feel like the spine of the team, when it's working, is yeah. working well. Dev will tell you he's not had his best 11 to choose from all season, but managers always say that. So I, I think it is some key personnel back that's helped. Um, you know, you can't sort of uh, overlook having some of those key players back, giving you that boost. And um, as I say, long may continue. Long may they stay fit. There's still a couple waiting to come back. Certain Sammy Barrett is on the sidelines. Um, at the moment, you might struggle to get in the first eleven. So it's great. <laughs> well, that's where you want to be. Competition for places, and uh, yeah, long may uh, the injury made this injury list remain short. So, uh, um, yeah, and uh, hopefully we can see some more cracking results and performances as the uh, season continues. Here's hoping. Uh, here's hoping indeed. But um, uh, there were some other footballs to be played. One game we should certainly mention, although um, uh, was a little bit far for any of us to travel, was Slough's visit to York in the FA Trophy. Going down 1-0, a uh, 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 creditable performance, although, um, yeah, disappointed and the end of any Berkshire involvement in the FA Trophy this season. So we won't have any uh, trips to Wembley uh, in 2022. Uh, um, yeah, bit of a bit of a shame, but uh, creditable to uh, get up there and 1-0 defeat against the side of York's calibre is nothing to be sniffed at. Uh, I'll come to you first on that one, Tom. I think, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, th- I believe York are a full-time side, so mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and obviously Slough aren't. Um, it was north versus south in terms of national league um so you know that you could it could well have been a, a reverse result but um yeah uh unfortunate but as you say um a, a creditable result I, I think more to the point um after the previous week's heavy defeat um i think i think you kind of it's a bit it's a bit much to take it as a win when obviously it wasn't but um that that's certainly an improved result over the previous week and i, I think they'll they'll take a lot from that they've also uh, brought back manny williams yes. um which uh, i know john underwood had some um very very nice words to say about manny's return um so and neil i know you're a big fan of, of mr williams so. yeah Man- manny's one of the few people who unite maiden and slough fans actually i think i think there's oh. been a ha- handful over the years um <laughs> that have uh, that, that have been popular at, at both clubs uh you know really good player in his time a great goal scorer um Legend really at both clubs, particularly uh, Slough, with promotions with them. One good thing from the uh, their game at the weekend is what a great away support that was. Two hundred and fifty, I think, wasn't it? That went up to uh, up to York. I was talking to Mark Nisbet um, earlier in the week, and he said it wasn't the greatest performance they they've put in. He was a little bit disappointed. I think they could have possibly done a little bit more. But like you say, no disgrace in losing to that's a big club, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's a big club of the new ground. Good resources. They've competed. You know, one nil is 
is um, you know is, is almost a toss of coin result, isn't it? That's a deflection or something, a bit of luck away from getting something, and um, you know now they can concentrate on pushing for the playoffs. They're not too far outside, are they? So yeah, it's such a tight league that National League South. I mean, Slough looked like right off the bottom of it um, a, a couple of months ago, but they had a string of good results, have moved themselves up the table, and now they're right in the. It, sort of in a, a big pack of teams that uh, would probably be more looking up than looking down. Um, and with the playoffs going all the way down to seventh place, you uh, they would probably uh, hope to be maybe just edging towards the edge of that. So, yeah, absolutely right. Maybe that's they could, uh, uh, that's what their ambition would be for the end of the season. Uh, but I was just wondering if, do you think Slough have uh, ever travelled further for a competitive game? Uh, it's, I mean, I can't think of any uh, cup ties they've had away at, uh, teams further north than York, but uh, um, Tom's got his uh, concentrating face on, so maybe he's pulling something from the back of his mind there. Oh, no, I was just, I was trying to um, make my computer load FCHD without me. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Caught actually... red-handed. Yeah, Caught exactly, handed. yeah. Well, there's been a few, you know, obviously uh, most of our clubs haven't made long trips. You would have been to Lincoln, uh, yes. Tom, oh, yes. Hucknell have been. No, yeah. um, Hink- Hucknell was Hucknell. Hucknell in Nottinghamshire. Ah, uh, um, yes. They have been to York as well in a pre-season friendly. Yeah. Um, That's a great random pre-season friendly, it is, isn't it? Yes, and I'm not, I can't Brilliant. even remember why that one happened. Why not? Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got you, Neil, and um, you said random pre-season friendly. Tangent, I know we're trying to keep this short, but a couple of years ago, Maidenhead played Q8. How yes. was uh, how was that arranged? That was arranged through. Um, let's talk about that, isn't it? Actually, that was arranged through um, a sports agent who just got in touch with the club. They were doing some training at Bisham Abbey. They looked at local clubs. They played Marlow as well. Yeah. Um, I think they played another, maybe a pro club. They might have played the Reading under twenty threes potentially. I think they did. Um, yes. The footnote from that result is uh, my days of doing the PA. Try reading out a squad of Q80 names. So we were talking about this at the club the other day about um, you know doing the PA, and I said that was a probably a career low as uh, as a squad of 22 Q80s fell about laughing uh, on the substitute <laughs> bench as I tried to pronounce um, uh, their squad names. It was a uh, was an odd one, wasn't it? We've got a, a, a great. Um, Sort of pennants and uh, plaque in the boardroom to commemorate that um, that fixture. Former oh, World Cup team, of course. They played in the '82 World Cup, didn't they? They so, did, yes. Very high-profile one for us. That was exactly, yeah. Uh, well, very nice, and always always look out for the uh, um, odd pre or not odd, yeah. but you know, sort of uh, uh, interesting preseason friendlies uh, uh, around the area, and try and get to some of those. So, yeah, that was definitely one on the list. Just very quickly in terms of further slough of bean, it looks like they've they've definitely played uh, Southport in the oh, FA Trophy I, in the semi-final. Oh, yeah. And of course they would have been in the conference for years, yes, wouldn't they? Yeah. So um, they probably you know, have. Yeah. Been, um, been like Dunnock Gateshead or somewhere like that. Gateshead, yeah. Okay. Not for a while, though. Not, not no, for a while. No, no, no. Certainly, yeah. certainly the longest for a little while. Well, I hope they enjoyed the trip there. York's a great city, and you know, I'm sure some of them would have made a, a weekend of it. So, um, yeah. you know, Rose, those... they've played Barrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the in the National League in 1991. Good. Well, um, like we say, a creditable result, and um, uh, if they were looking to uh, drown their sorrows, then they could have been serenaded by manager Baker um, for the. Uh, uh, if you check on social media, uh, uh, his piano skills were being uh, um, shared with the world there. So uh, one to look out for. Go on. Not the worst voice either, was he? Sorry, Tom. No. 
the worst voice either. I, I, think, I uh, believe Mr. Baker has been in X Factor auditions. Really? Um, I sort of recall that. I will drop the, uh, the his his um, musical interlude in here. Sounds good. Um, but there was also some other fixtures played at the weekend. Uh, Neil, you were at one. You had a, a, a rare weekend off and uh, um, got to fulfill, uh, start to fulfill your uh, New Year's resolution of seeing more of the grounds of the area. Hollyport uh, one, Virginia Waters nil. Uh, yeah. How was that for you? Really good, really enjoyable. Um, it was a, an excellent result for um, for the Port. That's their third win in six. They've only won one of the previous. 15 league games. They brought some players in, Rob, which uh, yeah. which always helps. They've got a lad called um, Festus Laurie, uh, who made his debut. He's come, apparently used to be at North, Northwood. Um, he was impressive. And also a bit of local interest, Ben Mully, who has been with the Slough under-23s as well. He made a, a Hollyport debut on sort of dual registration. Um, the goal scorer was a chap called Ashley Hunt, who's a relatively uh, recent signing. It was kind of a fox-in-the-box kind of... Uh, Winner with three minutes left. Uh, he scored four and five starts. Was at um, Harringay and Chelford St. Peter recently. So they're on the up. Um, they'll be disappointed, although good locally, that Wokingham won. So some mixed results is always in the combined counties prem. But Hollyport are off the bottom and hopefully themselves and, uh, and, and Wokingham can move up that table. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's only one going down automatically from that division this year. So uh, um, currently, CB Hounslow uh, bottom, and uh, yeah, Hollyport and working them away. But um, uh, there's 16 divisions at step five, and four of them, the the four worst, second bottom on points per game, are going down due to uh, uh, filling the gaps further up the pyramid. So uh, it would normally be two, but. Um, there's a, a good chance that if they finish second bottom, they won't be going down this year. So uh, fingers crossed there. And well, fingers crossed, it doesn't matter either way. And they uh, continue to push up the league and uh, get a few good results. Uh, they have the opportunity this weekend as they're playing away at Burnham, another team down in that discussion. As you mentioned, working with Embrook won this weekend. That was 3-0 against Burnham. And uh, yeah, Manny Williams having left Burnham all being tied together here. It's uh, yeah, a good opportunity for Hollyport there, I think. Yeah, it's a big game, local derby as well, not mm-hmm. um, far between the clubs. I think Burnham have moved um, to bring a manager in already. So, yeah, let's see what, what they do. It's um, important to get that momentum going, isn't it? Follow up Absolutely. with a, another good result. Indeed. And uh, you also, were you at the uh, Maynard uh, women's game on Sunday? No, couldn't get down to that one, unfortunately, Rob. It's the longest trip of the season, and boy, I wish I'd gone, because they had a fantastic result. Uh, they won 1-0 at Exeter. Um, like the men's team, that's seven points from their last nine. Um, really good results. Simone O'Brien with the goal in the second half. They played opposition who were unbeaten in nine. 
Um, and only one team had stopped them scoring this season. That was Plymouth from the division above. So uh, brilliant for our women. They're at home. Go do a quick plug. Next Wednesday, next Wednesday, 26th of January, home to Chesham. Uh, £3 admission, £2 concessions. Free programme as well. Free printed programme. We're not going to get onto that debate today. Uh, we'd love to see some people down at York Road and supporting some, some local women's players. Is that a league game? It is a league game. Yes, big game as well. Local derby. We've never beaten Chesham. So... Um, Perhaps now's the time. Come down. Absolutely, yeah. Another another big night at York Road there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, And some nice, cheap um, local football. So, um, moving on to this weekend's fixtures, uh, are there any in particular that would uh, uh, catch your eye in uh, the Berkshire area? Uh, Neil, shall I come on to you first, Tom? Yeah, well, I'd like to have uh, maybe gone to that... um, Hollyport one at Burnham. I think that would yes. be a really interesting game. Um, I don't want to make this the Maiden Edge United show, but we're hosting the league leaders and I yes. will be down there. So uh, that will be taking up all my attention. But I'll be, I was always scanning Twitter at mm-hmm. full time, seeing how uh, everyone's got on locally. Yeah, there's a, a few uh, uh, decent games. Uh, there's a, a Berkshire derby, derby in the Isthmian, uh, Brecknell against Thatcham. Um, at uh, uh, Bottom Meadow, Tom, uh, you, the way Brecknell are going, you'd expect the, it to uh, be the home side coming out on that one, on top on that one. Yeah, you certainly would. I mean, we've we've said a few times now, um, who can stop Bracknell? Um, I'm not sure anybody can at this point. Um, Thatcham had a good win win last weekend, though. Beat mm. South Park three one, I believe it was. Um, so that you know, decent result. Thatcham are not to be not to be sniffed at, but um, I, I think it take a take a, a really good performance to to stop Bracknell. Uh, even even just taking a draw from Bracknell looks particularly like like slightly arduous um, mm. uh, thing to try and achieve at the moment. So um, yeah, I, you would expect a Bracknell win. Yeah, absolutely. Bracknell pushed on again with a, a one 0 win against uh, one of their. Uh, promotion rivals Uxbridge there uh, this weekend and uh, also oh, the weekend just gone and so really looking good for promotion now um, they have after the Thatcham game they have two of their promotion rivals again in quick succession they're at, at Marlow uh, followed by a, a game at home to Basingstoke but if they come through those then I mean you really have to wonder it have to be something big to stop them getting, going up now they really look a class uh, class team in that division so uh, yes, uh, but other uh, potential games to get to um, in the uh, you you mentioned the one I was going to mention uh, at Burnham Hollyport that was going to be one of my pick of the games. Another one, Ascot at home to Edgware. Um, we saw Ascot play this weekend at Wembley, uh, got a two-one win to leapfrog their opponents in the league. Ascot are a bit of a funny one; they probably be slightly disappointed with how their season's gone so far. Uh, they, I think they were hoping to be among the promotion candidates, but uh, they're certainly a top half of the table side and they're currently in seventh position with Edgware in sixth. So if they win at the weekend, they'll be uh, a leapfrogging their uh, opponents again and pushing into the top six um, in that division. It's one that goes up and then uh, one that goes up automatically. And then one, the second place either goes up automatically or goes into a playoff with the team from step four. So there's only two places essentially up for grabs, so they might be a little bit off the pace, especially with how Hanworth Villa in particular are going in that division. So promotion might be a bit beyond them, but I think they can still finish the season strongly and you know push into the top six and maybe a bit further. So one to look for there, perhaps. 
Uh, any others you would like to highlight, Tom? You've got your yeah. Um, I just looking through the fixtures. I'd be looking at Barks County FC Deportivo Galicia. <laughs> um, Galicia have always impressed me whenever I've seen them. Um, and Barks County are obviously, you know, both sides are actually flying high this season. Um, I think that would probably be a very good match. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's there's... one of my favourite names of a club. I think Deportivo <laughs> Galicia. It's like Spanish football meets seventy sci-fi, isn't it? It's absolutely... <laughs> yes, yes. Wonderful yes. name. Where are they based? Uh, they're based. Uh, they, so they play at Bedfont and Felsen's Ground. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, been there. Yeah, so they yeah, uh, okay. there's just around the corner from there. There's a, a, a Spanish community or a Spanish community centre from well, a Galician um, uh, community centre, not just Spanish. And so I, yeah. I think they started a football team and ended up playing. That's great. It's a great yeah. story. Yeah. It's good. So yes, uh, very good there. Uh, but I think it might actually be time to wrap it up now. We've got a, a slightly hard stop, unfortunately. So um, uh, yes, is there any other business before we uh, close out the pod, guys? If I could just flag the great big uh, Berkshire football survey, um, if people could please have a look at that. Um, really important just to try and, you know, get the lie of the land and, and, and what's going on, what people like, what people don't like. Um, really, really like to get more feedback on that. Um, it will inform what we do and we'll also be sharing the information albeit not the uh, names and whoever it names and numbers of everybody that's uh, responded we will be sharing that information with clubs as well to help them um you know do what they you know it's uh, stuff like cashless um entry and um course programs and all that sort of stuff so uh, please do fill that out so look for that one on the website and of course as we mentioned fixtures all the fixtures for the weekend will be on the website um there is there anything else neil before we uh sign off yeah just keep an eye out for the newsletter this week i'm on quiz writing duty so oh, any yes. complaints any complaints uh, directly to tom and he'll, uh, <laughs> he'll take me to his office <laughs> absolutely so yeah lots to look forward to on football in Berkshire this week but it's time for us to sign off and uh, so thank you very much for listening to our slightly short episode this week uh, but oh, I think we packed a lot in so that was good to uh, uh, well worth doing so uh, uh, thank you very much for listening uh, it's time to say goodbye from Tom Bye. and thank you very much to Neil Maskell for joining us thank you goodbye cheers and goodbye from me goodbye This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Neil Maskell and Tom Canning. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our music intro is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and at www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, 
planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.